At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Simply Write with Polly. This is the podcast where we talk about the writing craft and crafting a writer's life. And that means finding markets for our work. And in this day and age, things are tending shorter. You're still going to have long form work books, longer essays, pieces of the New Yorker, those kind of outlets definitely have great long form work that you should be reading. But one of the best ways to break in and become a published writer is to keep it short, to write small pieces in the front of the book, like Inkwell in Writer's Digest, or to be able to distill a complex idea in a a very brief website page for your client, as content marketing writers do all the time, right? To capture energy and attention while sharing complex information in a short, limited space, though there are opportunities to do that in the world. And that's a way to break in. When I was coming up, they, they meaning the big wigs in publishing and editors, like you need to have clips. The best way to break into this magazine is to write the shorts. They were called shorts and they would be anywhere from 150 words to, you know, 800 words usually in the front of the book, in the front of the magazine, sometimes on the back page. Now you can see markets like in Modern Love or the New York Times, the short, you know, the short love stories. They have even a, a shorter uh, opportunity. Letters to the editor, newsletters, blog posts. They are, uh, the most popular ones tend to range between 250 words up to 1,000. I think even 1,000 is too long these days. People are writing more around 350 to 750. And if you can do that well, you're going to have ways and opportunities to break in and publish. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. How to write short. Well, it's harder than you might think. It's hard for me at least. And we'll get into it right after the dailies. All right. My day today. Um, I'm, I wrote this podcast talk, thinking about shorts, but I'm doing a lot of thinking right now, and I think this is underrated. I am working on a couple of new projects. One, I'm concepting, and what that looks like now is just a bunch of notes written in bright ink in my notebook. 
I have an idea that may work into a book, and I've been noodling it in my head for a while. In fact, I write about this on Simply Write, the Substack, which you can find at simplywrite.substack.com, that I think writers need to do more thinking before the writing. I'm in that phase now. I've been thinking about it. Now I'm writing notes, some mind mapping stuff, scribbles all over the page. Uh, the focus of this potential book, some of the chapters that might go in there, um, and really what the theme, what I want to do with it, the voice I want to have. And, and I'm doing that on the page with pen and ink because I feel more creative that way. That opens up that process for me. And then when I get further in this process, I will bring it to the computer and I'll start making it look nice. I will put elements of the early draft in there. Then I will rewrite it multiple times, shape it into uh, a page long concept or overview that really describes the elements of the book, the takeaways for the reader, the tone, the voice, um, and why I'm the one to write it. Now that's an early document for me to use, but I will use that in my nonfiction proposal when I take it to market. So concepting um, is definitely a part of your nonfiction proposal, but for me, it's also really how I get clarity on whether this idea has enough to sustain a book, first of all, or whether it should be an article, and whether I am the person to write it and why and how I would go about that. So that's a real planning document for me. And yet I do it in a very creative way. Like I said, it's real messy. Lots of notes, a cool notebook, a cool pen. I let my mind wander before I bring it into the desk. And so um, I often read right before before I do that. I read something that may be related to the idea I'm going to propose because that inspires me and gets my mind primed to do the writing. So that's what I'm doing a lot of today. Uh, my daughter is home on a snow day. Can you believe she's been out of school a week? We've had a huge ice storm here in the Portland area of Oregon, and people are still without power, and um, trees are down. It's been really uh, debilitating for a lot of people and businesses, pipes exploding. Um, but I think we're on the way back. So I am uh, in the house with my family, have been for a week. Everybody's working at home. Um so that requires some of my attention because those people come in and out, right? Um, and I'm also preparing for some guests I have coming up on the podcast, both on this one, Simply Right with Polly, and Simply Said, where I talk about the psychology of success and practical ways to live well, do good, and be happy. And before the guests come, before I invite them on, I really do a lot of research to uh, make sure it's something my my listeners would enjoy something that I would enjoy. I figure you and I, we have a lot of in common, right? We love to think about writing and talk about writing and mindset and, and all these things. And it's the same on the other show. So I figure if I'm curious about it, if it might help me, then it might be interesting to the listeners. And so I uh, do some vetting. And so that's it. That's a real combination of development today and administrative uh, planning and researching for the work ahead. And those are the daily. 
All right, we're talking about keeping it short today. If you are ready to publish and you want to create a sustainable writing career, you're going to have to be able to write short. Not only is it nice to get through pieces and meet regular deadlines because that means regular income, but there's more opportunity out there. They're not always the most interesting pieces, although I'm curious about everything, so I would pitch pieces that I was really interested in. And I think writing short is really challenging to do. It's one of the harder forms for me. I can go on forever talking about anything, but writing short, when you have 500 words, then every word really matters. The good news is that as a professional writer, you're going to want a bunch of outlets and a bunch of things publishing in different markets because that's how you make your income. So these things you can... Um, push out there many markets that are looking for short writing, blog posts, newsletters, corporate markets, magazines, front of the book. So this is an opportunity to break in, get some clips, start making some money and uh, making income even while you're doing the longer pieces. When I'm writing a book, I do a lot of short pieces. And in fact, I'm doing a lot of short pieces now because I like to go through them. I like the diversity. I like being able to finish a piece to pitch it, research it, and get it out there fairly quickly. I get paid faster, but also then I'm on to the next thing and it feels real fluid to me and uh, real dynamic. So I like to have a mix of longer projects and shorter projects. When you're working on a book, it's helpful because you're not going to be making money while you're working on the book unless you're doing these other type of articles. And yet when I'm writing a book, it's very hard for me to take on another long form work. So shorts are there for me too. So that's just something to think about. What does it mean to write short? Well, first of all, pick up, go to your favorite blog, go to your favorite Substack. I hope it's simplywrite.substack.com. You can join me there. I write short there and I'll be writing about this and offer a tip sheet in the weeks to come on how you can write short also. But uh, pull up your favorite newsletter, go to your favorite magazine, look at the last page or the front of the book where you'll see short hits and columns, really short articles. Travel mags often have short pieces. They're little snippets where you get a, a quick hit of information that's usually pretty dynamic and interesting. It's it's like a little seed. Uh, I get them across my, through my email every day now because people put out these newsletters telling me what's in their publication. I just got one from the Associated Press and the New York Times actually that had these, you know, these short snippets of articles that are going to be in their publication. Now those still have to be written. So when you are looking around, look at the things that you're reading. The Insider, the Business Insider has a lot of short articles blog posts, Psychology Today, they ask the writers to keep their work under a thousand words. And I write there, my words there are almost always 650 to 750 words, sometimes less. So there's a market for these things. Look around, gravitate to those that you like. That might be a potential market for you. Now, I'm not going to talk about pitching today, but what you need to know is when you find a place with these short articles, Start thinking about the piece you would write and would it fit there? What would it need to have to fit there? That's how you learn about new markets and find a market that might publish your stuff. Poetry, flash nonfiction. These are other short forms. I'm not going to be talking about them today because those require a little different mastery. I'm talking about uh, 
pumping these things out for commercial publication. But poets are masters at creating big images and emotions in a few words. So you can learn a lot about writing of all kinds, but particularly writing short by reading and practicing poetry. Micro essays are another form of short writing, and I love them. There's micro memoirs now, which are short memoirs. So there's a lot of places for nonfiction short work. Break into the commercial markets by looking at the fronts of the book, the blog posts, the companies that want blog writers, um, and, and that's a good way to start getting some clips. And for more established writers, it's a good way to open up new markets and uh, keep the income coming, even when uh, you're writing longer forms. So I do all of it. All right. That's an idea of your market. Find your market. You can find your market, the place you want to write for, and then start going through your mental database or written database of ideas you'd like to write that might fit in that market or you can have your idea and find a market to fit it okay now writing short means doing it less than a thousand words in fact i think the sweet spot like i said is between 250 300 words to 750 words so you are going to have to write tight but you cannot skimp on quality so here's how to make every word work first of all Know your focus. Uh, a number of years ago, I wrote a, a short uh, travel piece about a town in Oregon, and I had 500 words to write about a town, right? Obviously, it cannot include every detail of the town, all the history, all the dynamics there, all the things to do there. I had to get very tight on my focus. My focus was about how they've carried these historic traditions forward because the town not only had a lot of history, but they also had a ton of antique stores. I went in and it, I went in many of them, but I focused on one antique store that really represented the whole vibe of the town. And I wrote about that and then included a few other things around the town. And I, I think that worked well. It got published and I got paid. So that's, that's how I gauged that. Find your focus. Know the story you want to tell before you pitch it. I did another short, this one was 750 words, about a woman, about aerial yoga, actually, people that, that hang from, from lines and, um, you know, trapezes and, and aerial yoga. And the story, there was a lot to it. It was really interesting. One of the people I interviewed, you know, had a debilitating back injury and was not able to do any impact sports, but aerial yoga really helped her clear that up. Now, the story was about aerial yoga. I couldn't focus on her. So I used her to open it in one and two sentences about how aerial, aerial yoga helped her transform from being flat on her back in bed to being more active after an injury. And that set up the whole rest of the piece for aerial yoga. That was the focus that this kind of yoga is transformative for people who can't do other yoga forms or other sports. And I used her as an example. So that's how I went into that. Now, I had to get places to learn about it. I had to get things to ask, what it does, and the character in there in 750 words. So you want everything to pull double duty. I obviously needed an opening and a lead. I needed a character because every short piece, every really good piece of writing will have a character. In in the travel piece I did, the town was the character, but I also used the store and the owner of the store as a character in that story. 
because they are more compelling to readers. People make the story compelling. We are all about those relationships. And so make your characters do double duty. Put them in the scene you need. So the words make come together more economically, right? Have them doing something. I have my character hanging from a a line in this yoga studio and that's how I opened so you could see right away where we were and that this story was going to be about aerial yoga. See how I did that? You have to have the same elements in these short pieces as you would in longer pieces. Characters, a clear focus, great words and description, but they need to pull double duty. So be economical and have great character setting the scene, use it as a form of description and focus to get into the piece. Make your title work for you too. I'm not strong with titles, but when I write a short piece, I know exactly what the title is going to be, usually before writing. You don't have to do it that way. It's just my process because I find that when I'm clear on the title, it helps me get that focus, which will go in the story and really tie everything together. So um, if you know what your focus, what your title is going to be. Now, often editors will change that. I just wrote one on motivation, though, and the title was actually in the piece, and it, it was something like how fitness trainers stay motivated to work out when they don't feel like it. And that's what the piece was about, exactly what the piece was about. It was another short and the title told what it was. That was the focus of the piece. And the title did a lot of work for me there because it gave me some words that I didn't have in the body of the work and really set the tone so I didn't have to go through and describe absolutely everything for readers to get it. So pick a good title. Use it to inform your focus or use your focus to inform your title. And the focus will really help you identify your markets too. Uh, the focus will change which markets it's suitable for. All right. Now I've got a few more things to think about when you're writing short. We're going to take a quick break right here on Simply Write with Polly, part of the Creators Network of Electrocast. When we come back, I'm going to give you a few other tips how to develop character and choose your words for these short pieces, which I think are a great publishing opportunity. We'll be right back. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
And we are back. You're listening to Simply Right with Polly, part of the Creators Network of Electrocast. And today we are talking shorts. We're talking writing for publications, content sites, uh, all newsletters, all over the place. There are opportunities to publish short work, work between 300 and 750 words. But it's got to be quality. It's not just enough to write a short piece. It's got to be good. And there's the challenge, right? Because it's harder when you don't have so many words to play with. Every word has to matter. We talked about the importance of title and focus. Now, this is the essence of it, I think, and really all of writing, but strong word choices. Verbs matter. One word has to give the whole tone, the, all the action, right? Say sprint instead of run or jog instead of walk. Use one word. Instead of saying walk quickly, put jog. You get it down to one word without the modifier. Eliminate modifiers, eliminate adverbs. Look at one word that says it better than the two or three you have. Now this can take me hours in revision. I get obsessed about this stuff. And that's really it. When you're writing your draft of your short, for sure, you're going to be longer than what the editor is calling for, right? You might reach 800 words and need a 650 piece. That's the challenge. I will suggest, number one, don't try to sell the editor on more words. They know what they have space for. They know what they have advertisers for. They know what their clients want to read. They know their market, their readers. Your job is to provide them a service, and that service is the article that they want. If they tell you 650, you stick to 650. That's the way it goes. You don't call them or email them and say, hey, there's no way I can write this short. They know the challenges, but they know what they need. And there are writers that can give it to them. So make sure you're one of them. That's another reason why knowing the focus of your piece is so essential. Not only does it make a more readable piece for readers, but it helps you to discern what needs to go in and what can stay out. You want to stay very close to that focus. If you're talking about food on the 800 block of downtown Portland, that is what you include. You don't go beyond that. And, and knowing what your focus of the pieces will help you stay close to it and choose the words that'll help and the descriptions that'll help. Now, every short piece, like any piece of writing, needs to have solid character right? You need to have some tension, some action, somebody doing something like the woman in the yoga class suspended from a rope from the ceiling, right? There's the tension. Is she going to be able to do this? She's had a back injury. I've already stipulated that because she's the character, right? But I only spent a few lines on her, probably two or three, because the story was about yoga and not about her. I had her illustrate the points of the yoga. And I also did that through dialogue. Instead of telling the reader what the yoga was like, I had her through one quote that I chose that illustrated what the yoga was like. I had her tell the reader in her own words. Dialogue is important. A quote is an important part of writing. It adds energy to the piece. And it's also, again, a way of pulling double duty because how she spoke illustrated her personality and her character, right? Told more about characterization. Finally, you know I believe that revision is an essential part of writing. I think it is where a lot of the writing happens for me, and this is absolutely uh, true in that part. You might write to 650 words. You might write long. You probably will. 
Um, and then it's your job to go back and take out the words that don't work. And they might be beautiful. They might sound great. They might work in a larger piece. But if they don't carry the weight of energy and tone and voice in one word or two words, it needs to go and you need to find a better word. You don't have time to mess around. And this is your work as a wordsmith to go through and find one word that can replace three or four. Take out all the modifiers, take out all the vague language. People aren't nice, right? Nice says nothing. But if people shake your hand or smile when you come up, that illustrates nice. Find the words that do a lot of work so that you can move the story through and still have great emotion and great tension and really paint a picture for the reader. This is not easy stuff, but I like the challenge of it because I love revision. And for me, writing shorts, writing in the short form requires, uh, I can write it much faster than I can revise it. I can write a short piece, 700 piece and half hour, but the revision is where the real work happens. So don't think just because something is short that it's going to be faster to write. It doesn't. I still, for the motivation piece, I still had two studies and three sources that I interviewed on the phone. Then you may have multiple drafts to get all the words to count to uh, convey the feeling and the information and the science that needs to happen in a piece about psychology motivation to make it work, right? To be credible, to be accurate. So it's just because you're writing a shorter piece doesn't mean it's shorter to do. But there are places to market and sell these pieces. And writing short, learning how to do this well, will make all of your writing better, more economical. And you'll get better at choosing words in all the work you do. You'll, you'll see them differently. You'll, you'll learn them differently. And that makes all our writing better. All right, so your assignment this week, if you choose to accept it. Remember, there's no grades and you don't have to tell anybody whether you did it or not, but it's fun to start playing with these ideas to see how they can work in your practice. And that is to develop a focus for an idea you'd like to pitch in short form. This can be an essay, this can be a blog post, this can be a um, page or a tab in a website that you like. Um, so find a piece that you like to read, a Substack, a newsletter, whatever it is, and come up with an idea that might work for that market. That's your assignment. And that brings us to what's in the desk. You know this is my favorite segment because I love to have the tools of a writer. And today I'm talking about a new ink I got for my fountain pens. And this is lovely. And I love it. I'm kind of surprised because it's a, a magenta or, or fuchsia. And generally that's not my color, but this is beautiful. It's Irishizuku Pilot Ink, and it's called Yamabudo. And it, in in Japanese, that would translate to Crimson Glory Vine. And it looks like that. And it's gorgeous. And it's got great shading. So if you're trying uh, fountain pens and working with new inks, Yamabudo. That's what's in the desk. All right, writers, it's time to get to work this week. And remember, you know, mix the forms a little bit from long form and short form. Look at the different markets and the places where you might get some clips uh, and publish your work. And as you go forward, remember the words of Margaret Atwood. A word after a word after a word is power. Now sit down, writers, and simply write. <laughs>
Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. One, two, 